Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Jules. Hello, I'm Emma. And welcome to Jules and Sarah, the podcast. Featuring Emma Guns. So this week, dear Portsaloo crew, um, Sarah is probably upside down, inside out with a cocktail in her hand. God knows what's going on. But um, we thought it's best to just give her the honeymoon week, I feel. So who better to rope in to (laughs) fill that seat than my dear friend Emma Guns, who was at Sarah's wedding. I was indeed. So we thought that this week's um, this week's podcast episode, it's also a Monday, so we're like, right, let's do a download. <laughs> and to describe where we are right now, I'm sat on Emma's floor in her flat. We've got coffee in hand. We're both in like jumpers and jeans. <laughs> we're really like, we're feeling that Monday drag. We're in slogan sweatshirts. Yeah. <laughs> today, today requires... Lots of slogans. Oh, I'm surprised I could get my contacts in. I feel very bleary-eyed. Oh, mate, I know. Well, let's just get right into it, shall we? Because, I mean, Sarah's wedding. Pure joy. It was pure joy. And, like, so I hadn't seen the dress at all. And Sarah had, like, said to me, oh, do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? Like, right on the run, even when I did the tans for her. And I was like, no, I do not want to see this. Mm. You 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 had your moment. You had your moment. You could have shown me this dress in January, could have shown me, well, she didn't find it in January, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, she came up the steps to then walk down the aisle, and look, between us, I had got to bed at 2am the night before, so so I was feeling, I'd say, emotions were heightened, (laughs) emotions were heightened, and so I was like holding back whales, so you know when you like, you know, like, oh, 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 and then she came back. She looked and then she started saying hello to people as she was walking down the aisle, which I really enjoyed. I was like, you know, most brides look completely starstruck. Sarah was like, Hello, good day to you, Marjorie. Hi. I was like, Oh my god, what are you of doing? Of course, she did. And then, um, John's like, Hurry up for growing up. Well, Say hello later. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, she got to the end of the aisle 
And then she had a ceremony. And now what she hadn't warned me of oh. was that they were reading their own vows that they had written. Oh, no. And I don't think either of the other one had heard the other's vows. <gasps> So it was like, and I got myself a prime seat. Like I'd got there early. I'd got my aisle seat, four rows back, left-hand side. Like I knew that I needed to be in there. Dutch was like, we got there. And people were like saying, come and sit with us. Like Lucy Sheldon, poor thing. I was like, you're on your own. <laughs> Women and children first. I'm getting to the front. <laughs> Idiots for choosing these seats near the back. <laughs> I was next to Uncle Roger, for God's sake. I was in. Um, <laughs> Uncle Roger. So then, I, like, that's when it really got me. And, like, I was, um, I mean, we'll get on to the outfit in a minute, but I... Um, outfit, how dare you? I... No, my outfit. Oh, sorry, Not I thought you meant Sarah's that. dress. <laughs> no. God, no. So um, I started crying, but then I realised that I'd, I'd got, like... Oh, I had Giorgio Armani and Shiseido foundation on, and neither of those stay put, do they, Emma? That it, if you're talking luminous silk, you're screwed once you start crying. <laughs> it's my, it was maestro, but I suddenly got the panic. Mm. Oh, Dutch had Dutch had quite the blazer on. I just went in for a hug, but really, I was mattifying the tear marks. I was like, I love you, baby, and then leaned in. I was like, quickly dub this face. Poor Dutch is also that height that if he hugs anybody, me included, he's going to get covered in foundation. Your face was all over him by the end of the evening. No, that had nothing to do with. <laughs> well, get on to that, that, Emma. Actually, I've got a few bones to pick with you there. <laughs> I only have the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, then she did. She, they did those vows, and then they walked out. And I know you've seen. If you haven't seen the video on my Instagram of Sarah, the moment when she's leaving after she's got married, it was just divine. And then, gosh, we move on to that reception. Oh, goodness. Now, Sarah had not warned me that um, that the champagne glasses of which the champagne would be served were not of a flute nature. No. They were more of a goblet nature. They, you're correct. They weren't. They weren't a saucer or a flute. No, it was deep. There was depth and width. It was it was essentially a mug. <laughs> we were basically drinking bubbles from mugs. Now, I... Already my favourite thing, when I arrived and they handed me a glass of champagne, I thought, I'm in the right place. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was completely... There, there wasn't a lick of Prosecco in that room. It no. was just bubbles. And those glasses delivered a good 280 mil. Oh, None I'll of say. your 125 mil rubbish. Oh, I'll say. I'll say it completely. But <laughs> I only had one mushroom arancini as it came round. And that's what really did me in, Emma. That's where I fell down. I had a huge breakfast that morning. That's fine. But then I was drinking mugs of champagne <laughs> on just a single mushroom arancini. Mm. Dutch had cleared the whole train out. He'd got his full money's worth. He was by <laughs> that bee's nest, eating, eating, eating. And then um, we had our silhouettes done. Nice. Did you see that? Have you seen no. our silhouettes? So basically Sarah had this guy walking around cutting silhouettes of people. He was quite the character. He had, um, he was lovely, but he had a comb back. Not a comb over, a comb no, back. No, not a comb over or a comb forward. It was a comb back. Right. And it, it was dark hair that turned into ringlets just around the nestle of the crown. Ooh. And is that where it thinned out? It's where it thinned out, yeah. but he had, a, he had a lovely morning suit blazer on. Lovely. And it, what I enjoyed was he had a tie on that also featured silhouettes. So oh. I knew exactly who he was. On brand. But my favourite bit, just as I was leaving, I spotted him put a briefcase on a table and open it. You know the two click clicks? Oh, yes. I was like, I like that he travels avec briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. 
Um, so then we moved through, after that reception, I kind of was like, we had to go up those stairs and I was staggering. I was holding onto the banister. Dutch was, Dutch Blessing was chatting about Isle of Paradise. I was like, this is no time to talk about business. I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling myself together. So then we, we got in, sat down and I've got to say, Emma, it was the best mushroom Wellington I've ever had. It really was. No, I'm not I don't stopped doubt thinking it. about it. I've not stopped it. thinking about that damn mushroom Wellington. Keeps smacking your tongue against the top of your mouth. It's haunting me. It keeps circulating. Oh. Like the pastry was crisp. There was nothing soggy about it, and the mushrooms were tender. It was really good. <laughs> it was honestly a vegetarian's wet dream. Because <laughs> honestly, sometimes it's mushroom risotto or it's pumpkin pie, and you just don't. I'm, you know me, Emma. I'm on my eleventh wedding in the last month. I'm sick to my back teeth of mushroom risotto. It's a mushroom Wellington. It's all about oh, a mushroom Wellington. You've made me hungry. Now, what I also want to kind of chat to you about, Emma, is before we get on to the evening's debauchery, is garments. Yes. Now, I had... Garmentry. I had quite uh, a sartorial meltdown um, last week because the outfit that I was gearing up to wear and then basically planned my hair, my makeup, the tan, everything. It got tried on two days before. It was a shambles. No. It was a shambles, Emma. I had a moment where I kind of looked in the mirror. And I wouldn't say it was a cry, but it was more of an inside squirm that happened when I realised that the, wide le- the wide-legged, high-waisted trousers that I had worn through a September wedding were built for a summer shoe or a flat. And I was planning on wearing a Cuban. So it had really taken a turn. So I, we had a last minute change and I'd gone in a shirt that I pulled out of the wardrobe to show Dutch the night before to see if he liked it. And he, t- <laughs> he took a deep breath, gave it a once over and he was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Mainly well, because it was open to the navel. <laughs> which Sheila this morning did give me her opinion on and she said <laughs> it, it was a wisp away from Chab, which I enjoyed. <laughs> it was nowhere near and the chains, so many chains. So many chains, but... Two chains were removed just before I left the house because it did look a bit Colombian oh, drug dealer. Like Sh- like Coco Chanel says, take off your last accessory. It probably could you took off two. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but, you know, I actually shaved my chest while I was getting ready. I was like... You don't remember my hand, your hand, guiding it along your torso, do you? Oh, that happened? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that happened. How far down did you go? Did you go in and all around? Like, <laughs> I can't remember actually but I do remember feeling your chest in fact I'm, suggest- I'm saying that you guided my hand I could have just touched it yeah it sounds more like something <laughs> you would do actually no. <laughs> did you shave that let me check yeah but I'm, do you know what so oh god Emma right I don't even know where to go with all of this but um, this is a proper listeners this is a proper download Jules has been in my flat for not very long and we've stopped so many conversations. Go, no, for the I podcast. I've been like, no, don't tell me this. So this is all over the place. So um, I got home and... Oh, we fast forwarded. Well, no, because it will link back. I double cleansed when I got Good home. Good boy. Thank you. We'll come back to the double cleanse, though. Um, I've given myself a shaving rash. What do I do? I've got a massive shaving rash on my chest. I'm not used to shaving my chest. They used to do it strictly and I'd be like, idiots. And now I understand why. You probably need to put some pseudocreme on it. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's for rash. That's for babies' yeah. rashes. I knew you'd know. Of course I, I do. I knew you'd know. I nearly called you yesterday, <laughs> FaceTimed <laughs> you with the rash. Oh, I wouldn't have answered a FaceTime yesterday. <laughs> Where should we begin, Emma, with the evening's events? 
it's so hard to know. So I met Kirsty beforehand. Yes. And we had two warm-ups. Yes. We had some sharpeners. And it was fabulous. We had a lovely, lovely catch-up. It was brilliant. Then we arrived. Now, do you know... Because you were evening and I was day. Yes. So there was, there's a slight crossover, which we have not caught upon not a few of key the, events. Not in the slightest. So, do you know roughly how long everything ran over? Was it about two hours? It was. Yeah. So, I was the one in the, in the ante room next to the grazing table, not touching the grazing table, by the way, which was quite the feat of self-restraint. That's amazing. But also, Dutch and I really laughed yesterday at the idea of you and Kirsty <laughs> sat by this massive grazing table, unable to even pick the slightest of grapes or, or, oh, no. or a cured meat. And it's no. just there calling you. I remember, the thing is, it smelt like, I, and I remember thinking this at the time, I'd forgotten, it smelt like the most luxurious, decadent Christmas afternoon burp. Boozy, oh, cheesy, yes. meaty, fruity. You know when it repeats on you and you think, ah, that was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it smelt like in that room. But I was the person who, because we waited there for a long time, not long after we arrived, somebody came up with a goblet of champagne. But there were only six. More people had turned up. So I went and found the kitchens and insisted on more. I see. You went backstage. I did go backstage. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you know, I think it's... I'm spitting feathers out here. <laughs> Dry as a bone. Need a drink. But it was so funny because when, when the feast finished, we basically had to come up these stairs and get out. And Emma and Kirsty were stood at the top of the stairs like two cats that had been let out of the house. <laughs> and you were like, we're ready to party. Well, also, we could, you were, everyone was coming up very slowly. Everyone was in their own mood. And so we, we had our backs to the stairs. We had our backs to you all, and then Dutch walked past us, then looked back, and then realised the party's arrived. Of course, because Dutch and you have, uh, I feel like you're having a slight love affair. They, honestly, dear Portslew crew, Dutch <laughs> and Emma Guns are completely in love with each other. It's so delicious. And we have, like, I've spotted the same picture here. We each have <laughs> photos of you and Dutch in a photo booth on our fridges. It's just divine. I love that you've seen it in my kitchen as well. Oh, I spotted it. But, um... <laughs> Also, Dutch kind of gave me the elbow. I, was all, I almost fell down the stairs because he saw you. He was like, bye, Emma Guns is here. <laughs> um, nothing you need to worry about. Not, nothing, darling. nothing, nothing. Uh, charger plates. I didn't see. Oh, they were terrific. They were terrific. I nearly, I nearly throttled Dutch, though. He, he was using his as a butter plate. I was like, they're coming back out. So when, it, when we were sat waiting for the, for the food, Dutch put his bread on the charger plate. Butter slabbed on the charger plate. I was like... There's no guarantee that you're going to have that charger plate back. It'll be someone else's. Well, goodness me. I was fuming. I was fuming, Emma, and I thought, if June spots that, that's hell on. The toilet, I was on toilet watch all evening. Did you miss that podcast episode? I was given duty of making sure the toilets were fresh. Oh, I see. No, I knew you had lots of duties. Lots of, lots of really glamorous duties, actually. <laughs> I was given watch. the joy of brushing and plunging. Great. Um, Did so, you have to roll up your sleeves and brush and plunge at any point? I was prepared to, but luckily I didn't have to. Great. So it was all fine. It was all fine. But the evening, now, I've, I've tried to relive a lot of the evening because, of course, the teacups were delivered and the teacups spun. Now, yeah. I, I, I think it was the medallions, Emma. I think it was the fact that I had my shirt open to the navel. <laughs> I, almost, I became very fairground Romanian gypsy where I wanted to just swing those chairs and people were sat in the teacup. I think I gave one girl whiplash. <laughs> I've got whiplash, I'm so but that's sorry. no, no. That I, I honestly, because when I, when champagne and I mix, and there's a funky beat, 
I tend to bang my head. Oh my. As in, you know, head banging. I tend to, I tend to dance enthusiastically via my neck. And so it is still I did actually today. see you doing the figure of eight with your skull at one point. <laughs> <laughs> my God, Emma, rein it in. No, I, I was like, oh God, yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, I, def I definitely was dancing enthusiastically. I give myself whiplash, which is why I've decided I shouldn't have fun anymore. Because it's two days of quite, it's pain. Oh, I feel it today, Emma. I really feel it. I um, looked at my trousers and I've got a bloody shoe mark on them. Someone's obviously trodden on me at one point. Crivens. I know, I know. God, I was obviously involved Or you've in... given someone a leg up. <laughs> I was obviously involved in some sort of stampede. Hang on, am I getting a flashback of, did somebody try and do a pyramid? <laughs> and the thing is, Dutch got so trans... Dutch got stuck by the buffet. I say stuck, strategically placed. And I was on the dance floor, so he can't even help me fill in the blanks. Oh, maybe that's a good thing. Let's talk about the DJ. Didn't you look like Freddie Mercury? Did I see the DJ? Yeah, you did. He had that shirt on and that really nice moustache. Oh, oh, no, I remember he had a microphone and I kept going over going, can I use that? <laughs> now, Emma Guns, did you meet anyone nice? I don't think so. You didn't, you didn't exchange numbers with anybody? No. Haven't you had a text this morning? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> So, I was very happy drunk, and so what that turns into is me just just being like, when I meet people, just being a bit like Oprah, you can live your dreams, you can do anything, yes, you've got... offering you've, advice. You've got, yes. you've got, I don't know, stardust about you, and um, I found a picture on my phone of one of the barmen. What? Was it a selfie? I think, no, no, I took a picture of him, but I think he's an actor. And then he sent me a message last night saying, I'm really interested in your futurology. Do you want to meet up for a coffee? Emma, he sounds like he's asking you on a date. Yes, Are you going I was to explore this? No, because I was obviously batshit crazy and drunk. Yeah, but my, my theory is, well, if they like you like that. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just being very effusive, and so I remember telling lots of people, just go follow your dreams, follow your dreams. Lucy Sheridan and I missed the first dance because we were, we were outside talking about dreams. But I just think that it's not a bad thing. It's not like I'm being horrible. But I do think the next day, oh, for goodness sake, Emma, you're, you're not coming from a place of authority. You aren't Oprah. Rein it in. Back up. Mm, mm, but yeah. I do think sometimes it's quite nice to have somebody say, if you want to do it, you can do it. Go for it. But just not when that person's a drunkard. I always think people can model. That's my thing when I'm drunk. I always tell people that they can model and they should seriously consider a career in modelling. You've never said that to me. Junes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You did model. You were in that Boots campaign. Oh, you were yeah, already true. modelling. Yeah, true, You've true. already got your career running. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. Oh. Did you have the brie with honeycomb? handfuls of it Got because it. okay so you know how earlier you were saying all you'd had all day was um what did you have mushroom wellington no no before you hadn't eaten before you got to the wedding oh, i had a big breakfast oh okay so all i'd eaten all day two boiled eggs now that is tense now yes yeah, so started drinking went straight went straight in with kirsty for the cocktail for like you know strong booze then with the goblet slash mugs of champagne and i was like emma be a good girl don't do the grazing table. 
don't go up there and fill up your don't fists. Don't go near it. Don't go near it. Look at it. It will ruin you. Look at it, appreciate it, even smell it. But don't you have anything? But after several goblets of champagne and several hours... It started to flirt the with room you, temp <laughs> the, the room temperature salami called my name. And so I did at one point... Somebody said, oh, you've got to try the... The honeycomb and brie. Was it honeycomb and brie? Oh, yeah. And I think I, I think I put like a good... You know when you go to the delicatessen at the supermarket to have a quarter of brie? I think that in my hand with a load of honeycomb on top. I well, don't remember what it tasted like though because I was drunk. Well, at one point, my last, my last, my closing memory of that, um, of that food offering was me trying to scoop butter out of a dish using a cracker and the cracker broke and went into the butter and someone was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was like, I need to call this a night. But it was and also then, good butter. God, it was great butter. It was salty butter. And then I stood and ate honeycomb with my hands like Fine. it was a crunchy. And Dutch <laughs> came to get me and Kerry gave me a hug, Kerry with the rat on the shoe and then I was off. The next morning I, went, I picked up my phone and I was like, why is it so sticky? And it's obviously because it... Just like still had honey on my fingers and I'd been texting and social mediaing from the taxi on the way home with honeycomb all over me. Such like a middle class problem. My honeycomb <laughs> on my phone. For God's sake, Hon is there no justice? I'm going to get on the phone to Apple immediately. How do you get honeycomb off of your screen? <laughs> Surely there's an organic cleaner for that. Um, Must be. Now, when we got home... Dutch just did a straight-to-bed clothes-off in. Right. I was like, I've got so much makeup on. I don't know if you noticed the perfection of my skin on my chest. I'd done a full foundation chest. I think I felt it, yeah. Yeah, that was my Strictly days. I was like, all oh, those years backstage. I, if it, the, the one off. thing I need, if I know how to do it, is contour and illuminate a chest. Mm. Um, Bobby Brown illuminating balm. That's what it was. Really? Yeah, really. Mixed in with a bit of foundation. Lush. Anyhow. Nice. Um, I was like, oh, I need to get this off, I need to get this off. Well, cleansing oils were out. I did cleansing oil. I stood at my sink <laughs> with my chest forward with two hands, two hands with cleansing oil, just rubbing my chest like, and my nipples in circular <laughs> motions, <laughs> taking the cleansing oil off. And then I decided to do like dove motions, so sweeping up to improve my decolletage structure. <laughs> and then I got into the shower and it all came off. And I was so pissed. I was like, I need to be careful that I don't fall mm. over in the shower with all this cleansing oil. <laughs> <laughs> but then I decided if I was going to go, that's how I'd want to go. <laughs> that would be it. Slipped on cleansing oil after Sarah's wedding. Taking <laughs> off eight inch of foundation from his shaved chest. At least he wasn't dirty. I, I had a full shower when I got in. Oh, uh, when you get in and have a shower after a night out, it is revolutionary. It's risky. It is dangerous. And I, I've got to do a public service announcement. Yeah, we do. It is dangerous and you could slip. Be careful out there. Yeah. But waking up in the morning with oh. freshly washed hair and a clean face, like covered in balm, is just divine. Well, I'd already future-proofed my evening, my getting home. So when I left, I'm sure I was tipsy. I didn't feel drunk. I felt fine in the taxi. I then came home, had my shower. But the thing I'd done for myself, which is the greatest gift I've ever given myself, I think, is that in the afternoon before I got ready for the wedding, mm. put on fresh bed linen and I spritzed each and, every, each and every single layer as I made the bed with lavender and chamomile sleep mist. So that when I got into that bed after the Jesus shower, Christ. I know, and I used the say I used lavender and chamomile body oil, let that soak in after the shower. It's a miracle you woke up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I went to sleep on my silk pillowcase, surrounded by a cloud of lav lavender and chamomile. 
And I was very happy with like myself. that make me realise that I'm not alone. <laughs> You're never alone. I'm like, there's so, there are other people as batshit as <laughs> I am. Yeah, well, we've got the same pillow. Pillow, made a silk pillow. Jules walked into my flat a little while ago and just went, oh, I've got the same pillowcase. I've got the same, like, like amethyst roller. We've got this, we've got that. Mm. Um, there's also a mini trampoline in the corner of Emma's living room, which I'm enjoying immensely. Oh, it's fabulous. I might have a go before I leave. Not, no, you can't. You're too tall. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, God, that would take a horrible turn. Um, shall we do some correspondence? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yes, let's do some correspondence. Kate Moore on um, the Jules and Sarah Port Salut Crew Closed Facebook group yes. um, is obviously a big fan of both of us because she was like, little sneak peek of Sarah's gorgeous dress on Emma Gunn's Instagram. Update, stop everything, go to JBH <laughs> Instagram immediately. I love the fact that on the Sunday our Instagrams were being combed for any, <laughs> any bit of evidence. And honestly, like, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I will have updated the Jules and Sarah Facebook page with images from Sarah's big day. Yesterday, I really couldn't stare at a screen for too long. I hope no, you no, understand. No, 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 I get it. I then felt really bad because obviously I used to cover celebrity weddings that were under strict embargo and confidentiality. And I just took that boomerang of you because you were like, boomerang it! And Sarah said, boomerang it. Then it went live and I thought, what have I done? I've broken the exclusive. No, PTSD no, no. from working at celebrity weddings. I love that you did celebrity weddings. <laughs> Let's just dip into this for a little moment. For, for, um, a, spe- for a spell. Who was the... What's the best celebrity wedding you've been to? I won't ask you what the worst is. Of course. Uh, the biggest and the most intense was Jordan and Peter. Because you used to report on the weddings for the mags, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was um, like nothing else I've ever seen. The level of detail from the second you got there 
every single minute. It was a minute by minute production. Even, I mean, it was headsets. stunning. Headsets, but even to the point where there was a, a walkway that you that covered, obviously, because it, you know there were helicopters trying to get pictures. There was a covered walkway and the, it was, the light was pink. Very, very, like very soft blush pink lighting. Flattering. But as the day, as it got darker, as, as the day went on, the pink light got more intense. So it was on a graduated um, level thing. So that by the end of the evening, when you went back through that tunnel, it was this beautiful, warm, bright, lovely pink. So it had just, it had got more intense. But somebody had thought, right, we're going to start off with a blush pink. And then at like the end the of the... That, I like the fact that their wedding planners come from Doncaster, clearly. And <laughs> neither of them are from the North. No, but it was just all that kind of stuff. And then like um, the, the uh, banquet or the, the wedding breakfast. <laughs> you can't really call it a wedding breakfast because it was a banquet. Um, it was on two... So there was a big catwalk with a top table. Then there was a lower <laughs> level and an upper level. But when the big curtain came down to reveal the room, because it was a huge room... The, this big curtain that looked like the night sky because it had lots of twinkly lights and it went down, was pulled to the side. And then you saw nothing because it was just full of dry ice. And as the dry ice settled, you saw this, you saw this double two-tier seating thing with all these tables and then all of the sparkles because all of the tables had just had um, pink Swarovski crystals just strewn over them. So it was, it was just one of those things that was, regardless of taste or whatever... It the was stunning. Yeah, it, was it was unbelievable. If you are listening to this from overseas and you don't know who the hell we're talking about, Jordan was a glamour model. Yes. And Peter Andre, well, you will know Peter Andre. Whoa, mysterious girl. I want to get close to you. Which is, yeah, why I won't ever sing that song again. His chest, very similar to mine. Very actually, similar. Which very ties similar. that in nicely. Great. Um, <laughs> okay, so another one on... I actually love looking at the Port Salut Crew Facebook page because you're really, like, you're interacting with each other. I also think that you might forget that I can see it, <laughs> which I enjoy even more. This is from Holly. Holly Beatty. Thought you lovely lot would appreciate a fabulous spread some friends and I had a few weeks back. Proud member of the Port Salou crew. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I'm looking out. Oh, the presentation is just absolutely It's very fabulous. neat, isn't it? Also, special cheese utensil utensils. Is that a spatula? No, that's um, that's like a spadey thing. I mean, that's what I need when I'm eating cheese. It's just like a, a sharp spade. So I yeah. can just crank it. Don't give in. me one of those stupid knives. Give me a shovel. Presentate the meat, the cheeses. Oh, they were... Are those frozen grapes? Or have they been dusted with icing sugar? There's definitely some kind of frosting. Oh! So, I mean, it's just so... Spe in fact, uh, I'm it's hungry. A great, it's a great cracker selection too, actually. I'm into that. There's um, nothing I don't like about that. Holly, next time, please do invite us. <laughs> oh, this one's divine from Jill Price. Hi, I'm Jill. And yes, I've been crying on a wine hangover to Jules's Instagram. Absolutely stunning, Sarah. Oh, God. I'm great you're all together. I love it. So, Jules, I think what I'm desperate to know is... How's Sheila? Well, Sheila, this morning when I phoned, wanted the full wedding debrief. So it was really a one-sided conversation. As much as I was trying to angle for some information to come back, was completely non-existent. She did give me her... She gave me a damn opinion on my shirt, though, which I thought was kind. No, I liked your shirt very much. She said I looked like our old next-door neighbour, Keith. She said he wore too many necklaces and bangles. Is Keith on a register? I don't know where Keith is now, maybe behind bars, but... <laughs> no, I thought you looked absolutely stylish and lovely and delicious. Um, so I spoke to Ken. Sure. Ken this morning... Uh, How Ken... is Ken? Ken this morning came on and he said, Now then, I've been up at the crack of dawn and I've been to take my car in for the service because you will remember that the sat-nav has been failed. Now, Emma, if you've missed 
previous podcast episodes, you will realise that um, Ken and Sheila phoned me unable to navigate the Cotswolds, asking me for directions oh, while you I was like, in London. Google map it. Google maps, yeah. yeah. So Ken's having his sat-nav fix and he's, he said, no, I am concerned because they've given me a courtesy car. And do you know what courtesy car they've given me? A mini Cooper. Ken is six foot three. So <laughs> I know how weird it will look, Ken in a mini. I said, oh, Ken, Ken is a bit of a hairdresser's car, actually. Sheila's that. on the bike rack. <laughs> There's not room for you in here, Sheila. Sheila's roof riding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I said, oh, Ken, you're going to look like a hairdresser. He was like, well, you know, as we move into my retirement, I might be cutting my own hair. And I was like, well, Ken's quiffs. I was like, God, we don't need this. And he was like, well, I, you know, I think Ken basically has. He has, his, he has a haircut every three months. He has his monthly trim. Every, no, three months trim. Quarterly. He lets, it, he lets it, thank you, maths. He lets it grow out and then get sheared. Right. The transformation is uncanny. Yeah, that's like my dad. But I think he's now, you know, I think it's getting closer and now he's like, oh, maybe I'll start cutting my own hair. And now I've got the image of my of dad with scissors and razors and a bloody base and getting out of the hair, going in and doing highlights and lowlights with this mini. <laughs> so yeah, Ken's, uh, Ken's quiffs will be opening imminently. <laughs> As Sarah isn't here to talk about June, I thought we could talk about oh, June. Oh, so much to say. First of all, the woman looked incredible. I really wanted to touch base on the mother of the bride outfit. Now, the, the reason that this has not been shared on social is the only picture I have of June. <laughs> yeah, I know the one it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's at a really unflattering angle. And I think it would be really, um, it would be unkind of me to post that picture of June. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different picture. Oh, the picture I've got, she's got a man strapped around her. That's what I was yeah, thinking about. Yeah, it's not a flattering angle of June. I know she won't like it. And, no. and she looked... Stunning. Absolutely. So at Portsmouth Crew, I don't want your first impression of June's Mother mm. of the Bride outfit to be that picture. Mm. It was a fuchsia pink. Oh, yeah. It was a cap sleeve. It was fitted. June's figure oh. is amazing. It's amazing. Um, hair was unbelievable. Sorry, let's just talk about the fact that I met Juan. Did you meet Juan? Hair by Juan? Oh, quite possibly. He was there. I genuinely can't remember i was looking over and this guy kept looking at me and i was like great still got it perfect i'll carry on dancing he came over i was like oh here we go i'm gonna have to decline he was like i'm juan well i actually did i did child's pose at his feet that's what my knee marks are from i've been wondering what was on my trousers <laughs> <laughs> i wondered why i had scuff knees <laughs> It's because I did child's pose at Quantum Obviously. Feet. Oh my god, yes. Yes, that's what happened. Oh, oh it's gosh. all that's all slotted into place. Still no clue of who the who the shoe marks from, but I never think mind. you gave someone a leg up. June's vol the volume of June's hair. Oh, it was perfect. It was huge. I've never seen a lift like it. <laughs> oh, she and just looked lovely. She looked lovely I'm and so also happy. Yeah, like loads of June's friends were there and like they're all they're all mm. mad. They're all great. And she just like she was dancing. She was she was super chilled, super chilled. I have to say, I've been to a lot of weddings, but of all of the wedding parties I've been to, 
it's probably the one where there's been the most kind of social cohesion if that makes sense like it wasn't lots of different groups of people mm. it was just everyone just having a really really good time mm. i also want to talk to june about her makeup because i don't know who did a makeup but it was stunning i got really close maybe a little bit too close but our foundation <laughs> blending was flawless shall we do some news from the north can we oh my gosh okay so this news uh, comes from the ripon gazette complaints rising over inconsiderate and illegal parking in nesborough a Nairsborough hotspot for dangerous, inconsiderate and illegal parking has been slammed by a councillor who has received complaints from a number of residents. Councillor Samantha Means, Nairsborough Screven Ward, uh, has criticised drivers for parking their cars in an inconsiderate and illegal fashion by the entrance to Jacob Smith Park in Nairsborough. The location is popular with a number of walkers and dog owners, but Count Mins has received an increasing number of complaints about people parking across the pathway, pathways close by. She said, I have had a number of residents complain about parking to me recently, and it is something that I have seen for myself as a frequent user of the park. This is where I think she's been a bit selfish. Right. I think what's happened here is she couldn't find a spot on <laughs> Sunday morning, yeah. and she's using her power for, for, for herself. People are increasingly parking on Scriven Road, basically so they can park right outside the park entrance. The road is not wide enough to park on and the entrance is at a bend so they are choosing to park across the pavement. Parking on the pavement can obstruct and seriously inconvenience pedestrians, especially those on wheelchairs or with visual impairments and people with prams and pushchairs. She's really pulling the minorities together here. She is. She added... It seems rather ironic to me that people who presumably are visiting the park to walk can't park considerably in a neighbouring road and walk to the entrance. Scathing. Oh, that is. That's scathing. Count Mans has approached Nesborough Police for advice who have explained that the parked cars, as pictured, um, would be in breach of the law. They've blurred out the number plates in these pictures, which I think, I think is respectful. It's a lovely golden retriever there, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, she said, I have been advised by our local PSCO, no idea what that means, uh, that these vehicles would be causing the offence under Section 137 Highways Act 1980 or Section 42 Road Traffic Act 1988 of unnecessary obstruction. It is also proving a danger to other drivers who have to pull out to overtake without being able to see around the bend. All this in an area populated by pedestrian children and dogs. <laughs> And that's where it closes. So really, I, really, I think she just needs to kind of loosen up a bit. She might consider cycling there. That could be better for her. Yes. Because, listen, I, I'd be guilty of parking like that. Honestly. I'm a big fan of a pull-up handbrake on and go. Are you? Yeah, Oh, you're go. the sort of person that I would tut at. Oh, I risk a ticket constantly. Oh, I can't. I'm so, oh, oh no. I am. Um, Hazards I on. I'll be back in five. Back in two hours. Job done. <laughs> No, I'm so worried about, I'm such a rule, not a rule breaker, that I would... Elijah. Yeah, yeah. I would circle a car park and if there was no space, I'd think it's not my day and I'd go home and I'd make a sandwich and think about doing something else. I can't bear rule breaking. Depends how, like, look, if I'm going to a park and I'm going for like <laughs> two hours, I would park in a considerate place. I don't, yes. I don't want anyone taking away from this podcast that I'm one of those idiots on the road. However, having said that, if I need to bob in somewhere and pick something up or drop something off, it'll just go anywhere. Well, you're well, you're a London driver as well, so you're. I think you're naturally you've evolved into. Well, a I don't like taken. rules. I oh, don't, don't like rules. I constantly take rules. I'm terrified. I will not go in a bus lane though. I went in the bus lane the other day. It was Sunday and it was completely fine, and I was following other non-bus traffic, but I was still stressed. 
oh yeah, I'll be, in, I'll be in the bus lane at the right time when I'm allowed to use it, but I won't just bob in. No. And I'm not, I'm quite a patient driver. Are you? Okay, well that's good. Mm, I'm not pushy. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. But when I want to park, I'm going to park. That's how that works. <laughs> Whereas I get into my manifestation mode, if I need a parking space, I'm like, visualise it. Like five minutes out, visualise the parking space next to the entrance. Can you reverse into a parking spot? It's my favourite way to actually park. To enter. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you mean not parallel park? I either, I'm either brilliant at parallel parking or unbelievably terrible. Um, but in terms of reversing into a car parking spot, as in one from a supermarket, yeah. that is my favourite way to park. You like to reverse in. So I can drive out. Future proofing. I feel like this is getting innuendo. I'm just going to throw it out there, Emma. <laughs> I don't know if we're even talking about parking a car anymore. I was, but oh. now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse cowgirl favoured by all. Let's move on. Oh, right. Okay, so my news from the north comes from the Downs Mail. And where is that? Where is that located? So that is actually, the Downs Mail uh, covers a relatively broad area in Kent, but I've picked from the Maidstone Wheeled edition. Oh, lovely. It's a really, it's cast as a news from around. News from around, I'm sorry. I just, it. okay, sorry, no yes. No apology needed. I should know. You're a guest, don't worry. <laughs> You're going to revoke my membership to the Facebook group, Get out. <laughs> She's not a proper Portsmouth crew member. <laughs> um, so this is the newspaper, free newspaper, that uh, I get at my parents' house. And my brother and I often read this when we go and visit and howl with laughter. It's lovely. Um, so this story is, Vicar steps in to bless new brewery tap room. The Reverend Phil Goody has performed a rare bar service by blessing a brewery in his parish. The Vicar of Borton-on-Chelsea, pictured right, looks very religious, carried out holy rites before a congregation of ale drinkers, council officers and farmers during the opening of Musket Brewery's new taproom in Linton. In the presence of huge beer vats, he is pictured tracing the sign of the cross, praying for brewery, beer and offices. Praying. Praying for brewery, beer and offices. I'm only aware of this being done twice before, he told Downs Mail. Once in Texas and once in the Midlands, I've blessed a YMCA centre and restaurants, but never a brewery. Although as the church has a long association with brewing, which goes back centuries, it seems a natural thing to do. Mm. Reverend Goody of St. Peter's Church was drafted in by Musket's founder and co-owner, Tony Williams. The master brewer confessed he'd been adding a touch of the divine to his beers for years by putting aside... <laughs> I'm sorry, can we just take a pause? Adding a touch of divine to beers for years. That's, so he's, he's blessing beer. This is what's happening. Yeah. Mm, yes. By putting copper cylinders containing the musket brewery prayer into the vats where hops are added to the ale. The prayer, penned in 2003 by lay chaplain Andrew Snowden, thanks the almighty for the gift of hops and malt and asks him to bless those who grew it, those who brew it and those who drink it. So every pint is brewed with a prayer. Tony proclaimed. The brewery, which has been op operating from a redundant mushroom shed at Loddington Farm, has grown in five years to provide real ale to more than 375 pubs and clubs in Kent. Tony says he and his son Reese are now working six days a week to meet demand. The purpose-built taproom, which contains a bar and new brew plant, was officially opened by Loddington Farm landlord James Smith and his two-year-old son Theo, who performed the ribbon-cutting ceremony on October the 19th. There's a lot there, isn't there? But do you want to hear the brewery prayer? 
Oh my God. So this is, he prays for beer. Yeah, but this has been inserted. So the brewery prayer, they put a musket containing the brewery prayer into the, the brewery prayer, there's a lot of R's in there, Mm. um, into the vats where hops are added to the ale. Sorry, he's putting a prayer into the beer. Yeah, but it must be in a containery thing. Yeah, I was like, um, hygiene. Hi, Jules. I just want to flag here that something doesn't feel quite right. I think they've obviously done it in a health and well, safety. What's this in my pint? <laughs> John Sermon, what? <laughs> I didn't order this with my scratches. <laughs> Oh my God, holy beer. Right, but do you want to hear the brewery prayer? Absolutely. Lord God, creator of all, bless this beer, the work of thy creation. We thank thee, Lord, for thy gift of hops and malt. Bless those who grew it, bless those who brew it, and most especially bless those who will drink of it to the glory of thy name. Amen. I can kind of just like visualise this this vicar at a bar blessing each pint. Well, there's a picture of oh, yes. said um, vicar doing the doing the sign of the cross. He's mid, obviously. It's What's a picture. in his pocket? Is that the harp? Is that the beer prey? I do like how his fingers are placed. Can you well, see he's start- his fingers up? He's starting the sign of the cross, isn't he? They've caught him, but it's a picture they I can only I go into flames when I walk into religious spaces, so I, I <laughs> miss some key bits. <laughs> Better not drink this beer then, can you imagine? Know, kill me. You'll spontaneously combust. <sighs> oh, I think Jules has got a gluten intolerance. No, no. no He's no, just a heathen. Just holy beer with holy water. That's what's <laughs> happening. The devil is being decomposted. Now, would you like to play Would You Rather? I would like to play Would You Rather. I've got one for you, Emma. Oh, God. I always have to choose. Because I was going to prepare one for you, and then you said, no, 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 no. I want to do one for you, and now I'm nervous. Emma. Jules. Would you rather begin every sentence with, hey, idiot, <laughs> or end every sentence with, ha, I was just kidding. Because, like, presumably, with, hey, you, I'm sure you could say a few things under your breath, but you'd, you'd risk the chance. But it'd be like, you could walk into... <laughs> you could walk into something like a charity shop or somewhere, or even like a church, and you'd have to greet somebody of just lovely nature and be like, hey, idiot, how much is this skirt? Or it could really backfire where you'd be like, oh, my God, Jules, I really love you. Oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i see normally i could i can read like when you do it i can think right there's definitely of course that makes good sense so i'm gonna have to immediately say no to the hey idiot because i just don't i don't believe in starting off on a bad foot and i feel like hey idiot more often than not would mean starting off on the bad foot with somebody okay fair doesn't enough. matter how much you smile doesn't matter what comedy gesture you do. You still refer to somebody yeah. as an idiot. And actually, like, idiot is what I use when I'm very cross behind the wheel of a car. Idiot, if I've been cut off. Gosh, this <laughs> is very far from what I use. <laughs> no, I do use worse language as well, but I just mean, like, idiot, plonker. No, what's my other one? Um, pillock. That's my other one if I really want to hurt. Um, so I think I'd have to go with, haha, only joking. Only kidding. Only kidding. Um... It would potentially... It would be unfortunate if you were a brain surgeon and True. you were delivering True. news. 
it would um yes it could potentially be quite unfortunate um also bad as a freelancer how much do you, are you going to charge me for this um x number of pounds <laughs> only kidding um yeah it could, it could be difficult or like if you were trying to book something you know like book a car mm. And yes. you just picked me up at 2pm. Thank you. Only kidding. What? Yeah, I don't know whether there would be any... Oh, they're both terrible options, but I'm going to have to go with the latter. Great. Good. <laughs> Strong choice. Well, do you not think... Well, yes, I, I can't I can't. Say... I think I'd just go with Hey Idiot. Why? What's your justification? Well, then at least I'd get my points across and get what I always wanted. Only kidding would just send you into absolute mm. turmoil. Idiot, people would get used to be like, oh, it's Jules' signature greeting. He calls everyone an idiot. It's a term of affection. Like, sup, idiot. <laughs> you could say it with a slight tone of sarcasm. I think you're building a rob for your own back there, Emma. Emma, you've been amazing. You've been absolutely divine. Have I not got to do an affirmation? You have got to do an affirmation, but that comes at the end. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do. Uh, you can tweet us. You can uh, Facebook us. Please come and say hello on the... Uh, Facebook, the Portsaloo Crew closed page. We also have Jules and Sarah, the podcast on Instagram. Uh, please go check us out there. Sarah will be back next week. Her Instagram is at this Sarah Powell. Mine is Jules Von Hepp and Emma's. At Emma Guns. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Now we do always finish <laughs> on my word or affirmation of the week. But this week we're having a little changeover. Emma, what have you gone for? I have gone for an affirmation. Oh, great. And... It reads thus, and it's from Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, as you know, I admire hugely. Strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. I'm glad I'm sat down. <laughs> that was absolutely divine. Emmy, you've been amazing. Thank you for joining me. Oh, any time, my podcast. darling. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.